Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at Post 9 of the New York Stock Exchange. Bulls try to regroup here after Tuesday's sell-off. Uh, yields are lower, but the 10-year still pinned to 4.5. Government shutdown and strikes remain in focus. We'll get Micron tonight. Our roadmap begins with Wall Street's worries, though. Futures rally after the Dow's worst day since March. S&P's first drop below 4,300 this quarter. Plus, retail's theft risk. Target is opting to close nine stores in major U.S. cities. Costco, though, says... It's not a, quote, major problem. No, it's not. It's a club. And President Jeez, Biden. Like the Elks. All right, all right. All right President sorry. Biden urges UAW workers to stick with the strike, while Elon Musk says the demands are a sure way to bankrupt the big three. We, we will get to Costco in a minute. Let's start, though, with the markets looking to rebound from yesterday's sell-off. Jim, you uh, have said this morning, uh, be careful, don't bite too no. soon. Yeah, uh, thank you, because... You, you come in. Now, I, I have to tell you that when I was watching Frank Holland this morning, the looked like we're about to have a breakout. And then we go back down. I just What I just want people to understand is, is that October's a good month. So I can understand you trying to position. But I also uh, am more worried that interest rates, which did not go higher on the durable goods number, that interest rates could uh, reverse. And, David, I don't care what month we're going into. This, this market, as we've indicated, is really about interest rates. It's not about, as much as people might want to say, it's not about earnings. Actually, the earnings that we've had the last couple of days are pretty good. So if rates go the wrong way, then whatever we have there in the future is just is a raise. What about if they just stay where they are for longer than we anticipate? Like as Kashkari indicated, he may see. Uh, well, but the that's the short hour. end. I'm saying the long end. If the long end... If we get so we're back to the ten year, which we of course discussed. No, yesterday. no yes, or the twenty. Well, I like the twenty because in the old days the twenty was king. The twenty and the ten year was pawn. How did the ten year become king and the twenty pawn? It is the benchmark yield, Jim. Well, yeah. look, I I don't know. I try to get a mortgage in prices to the twenty. Mm. I got a mortgage last year for three and an eighth. Really? Yeah. Just now it's eight. A year ago. Was that was year that a half. jumbo? Yeah. I got something. that was from a credit union. Uh, it's credit unions. They were. Took about um, a year to give it. Give all right, so when do we stop having this conversation then? And and when does the when I say so. market <laughs> move on? Not this conversation, no, no. a larger conversation. Oh, okay. No, because I feel that we're headed for the end of the inverted yield curve because everybody who claimed that things would be horrible with the inverted yield curve, right, then they can start claiming it's going to be horrible with the de-inverted yield curve. I actually am stuck with the facts. And the facts indicate that there's still a lot of good out there. It's just that you have to pick and choose. Retail tougher, industrial not bad, even though the stocks don't act well. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to pick, you know, look, obviously utilities bad. Some of the drug stocks good. I just, you know, healthcare. Now, I'm just, I'm just trying to present it as at any other time. Look, you were around the 80s and 90s, I think. Certainly um, was in the 90s. In okay, fact, I was okay. working here for oh, much okay, of the Okay, so 90s. there were yes. three rallies that we had during interest rates going higher in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Three considerable rallies. Well, we had a very significant one called the tech bubble, where, where rates were still 
quite high. You could get out before that. I'm just saying that we did have rallies. There's a presumption, Carl, because I can't take his negativity. There's, there's a presumption, you're fine, that you can have higher rates and have an up market because the algos or whatever. But we did, David points out correctly, we had irrational exuberance going into 2000, right? Yeah, I mean, irrational exuberance was 96, right? When well, you that, said that, yeah, and then that obviously was, okay. the actual okay, bubble so 90, was 96. Right, okay, so but 96 was one of the examples that I have of rates going higher, and yet things went, well, 98 rates went higher. So I think there's this perception, all right, it has to go down. It's not empirical, but it is based on between 2000 and now. But there, there was a market when rates used to go higher. We seem to only remember when things were anemic. Not a bad. I didn't mean to be mean. I, I, I was okay, mean. Jim. It's I felt okay. bad about that. You should not feel bad. Thank you. Well, I mean, among the reasons to get tactically bullish here, some point to a good earnings season we expect, positive right. earnings season at least. Right. Uh, better seasonality. Q4 is the best. That's be- really good. Buybacks resume. Right. Uh, a lot of these shorts on tech are going to be tough to hold if, right. in fact, tech comes in with earnings solid. And don't you think that there's a considerable short base, apparently the largest in history, against the, the our NAS- fave tenure. And then the other thing that I just, I've been working on oil at 100. And oil at 100, the Saudis have to make a decision. Do they want to encourage drilling in this country? Because right now, drilling's up barely. Now they are getting, obviously, our oil companies some recommendations today. Our oil companies are doing more with less. But we haven't seen the rig count go up. At a certain point, someone is going to break ranks in the oil market, David's close to these guys, and say, <laughs> you know what, I, it's all right. And, and say, you know what? Here's what's going to happen. We got to take advantage of this price. No one's done it yet. It's amazing how disciplined they are. No one. No one. Well, they've been disciplined for quite some time. They have a, n- a number of other areas in which they are putting capital, including um, in, in efforts to try to uh, lower carbon. Absolutely. If not capture carbon. Absolutely. That's very um, true. And yeah, you're right. There's not a lot. I mean, there is obviously continued capital going into drilling, but your point is not a lot of new capital not, as a yeah. percent overall of right. what could be available from these companies, which right. have a great deal given where prices have been for some time. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, I had the largest natural gas company on EQT. I mean, they're getting, thir- they're going 13,000 feet into the earth uh, and they're doing it in no time. And so you just say, well, how many times, why do I need more rigs? I can go down there and drill and go down and move it to the next pad and move to the next pad. But at a certain point, if I were an oil company, I would just say, you know what? We're committing a huge amount of capital. Because I don't this think is- their shareholders would like that, Jim. Even, well, the shareholders even, don't like this. Even though we're pounded every day like with that. the message that the internal combustion engine has a, an expiration date. I think that if you're speaking to Ford Motor, you will not have enough money to take the, re- the revolution. And I like what Musk said his tweet, which is these guys, you want to, what was it called? The highway to the danger zone? What was he using? Uh, bankruptcy in the fast lane. Fast lane. The HOV? Although I liked what you said. Danger, highway, danger yeah. zone. Well, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, a little bit. I think that I have a better, you know, look, I, I'm not as curt as he is. Uh, Linda yeah, Yaccarino, was that ever the FT piece about Linda Yaccarino being hired? There's been let's, a couple. Let's just say this one was the most Twilight Zone, the ones I've seen. I haven't seen that one. She basically didn't know she'd been hired until she was hired. Well, that's that's Muskian. Um, 
All right, we went from, let me just get this straight, we went from uh, to, from oil prices and the oil patch to Ford somehow you, to Musk. Okay, so you were asking me how we could get and, rates well, down. Well, no, Carl you was have, making the point when you were saying about they should drill, drill, drill. I was saying, listen, they should not necessarily do that because shareholders will not reward them. And the question is, when do we okay, so, actually have worldwide declines in demand okay, for well, the underlying okay, product, which could be a while. Two of the most disciplined are Scott Sheffield, a pioneer, and uh, Jor- Jordan at Kotara. They're just incredibly disciplined. Now, for all their discipline, their stocks stink. They're not doing anything. Just nothing. And Pioneer, I mean, you can see if you go out for longer term, it, it hasn't mattered one bit. Kotara right. is down considerably. And I sit here and I say, other than Halberton, who has been. Look at, okay, again, you got to go longer term. These are like. Kotar, these companies are not up since the time when they started getting disciplined. You can show. There you go. What is that? There, look at that. Yeah, so what does that That's mean? That's Shareholders don't kept, want you kept. to necessarily put it in the ground. They it means want to it return doesn't matter. to you, but it's it doesn't. A, it, I think it's what, I, I really think it's what Carl said. People don't want these, these are like terminal companies. Right. Although we should make the point, of course, that there are very few who expect that there's going to be a real diminution in demand for the underlying product no. for years to 2040 come. 2040 is the I mean, first. don't forget, it's not just oil, you know, it's it's not just gasoline. Well, one of it's the things that... jet fuel. It's fertilizer. Right. It goes on and on the list of, of products that we use in this world, demand for which is only increasing. Right. Well, and I, so that's why you get people saying it's a 20 to 30 year transition. Now, people will argue about that. No, because I think that is what you hear from right. the large oil companies. Now, Rusty Brazil is my expert on from RBN. He said the exploding nature of the natural gas liquids market and our exports to be able to make plastic are probably the thank you plastic the other one right probably the hottest part of the entire market. Right. So we don't you know we tend not to talk about natural gas liquids, but the export market is fantastic. So I'm just saying these companies are doing much better and their stocks. People don't recommend, you know, there was some... So where do you want to be in this market? Would I want to be in this market? Yeah, in other words, I, given everything I, you've oh just no, outlined in the last buyer. nine minutes. I want to be a buyer because the negativity is so great that there are no shoe shine boys. Then I recommend, you know, it's like everybody's been wiped out. I find Already? Really? Just after one kind of really bad day? Off no, really? That's all it took? No. Everybody's been wiped out? They're, everyone wants to be in the 10-year or the 20-year. That's what I find. How about that? Like that's, I told you, David, that when I did that thing where I did the stop trading and the mad dash and they were all the tenure, that was people funny. loved that. I, I thought it was funny. I actually watched it again. It How was, was it? so funny. It was excellent. But I just think you have to just understand that I have, I have a huge number of friends who are stock jockeys, and they're like saying, Jim, municipals. Municipals? GOs north of five. All right. 20 year GOs north of five. Count me in. I yeah. went in. Right. Municipal government obligations. That'll take 5%? your entire cohort right from here to, to, the, to their to, to better death. Than, better than, what, are you going to yeah. recommend the Clorox dividend with a hack? Sounds good. How for about it. Macy's? Oh, talk we, about Macy's. We, yeah, talk no. about the downgrade today. We'll, yeah. we'll get to a I lot of the calls. Was, wow, um, as for uh, autos, the UAW strike against the big three does continue today, a day after the president joined union members on the picket line. Let's get to Phil LeBeau with all the latest today. Morning, Phil. Good morning, Carl. And the talks continue, but as we've talked about for some time, strikes, labor strikes are almost always about two main things. 
who's got leverage and who's feeling pain, either near-term or long-term, the fear of long-term pain. And as you take a look at this map showing where all the strike locations are around the country, there is leverage on the side of the UAW. At least they believe they have leverage, certainly coming off the president's visit. And even though this strike is impacting about 12% of the big three's UAW labor force, uh, you know what? It, it, isn't, it isn't resonating yet with the automakers to the point where they're like, we got to get this solved right away. In terms of the president's visit yesterday, certainly gives a boost to the UAW. Uh, he was only there for about 15, 20 minutes, but they believe it was enough to not only embolden their folks who are on the picket lines, but also send a message to the broader public that the White House is behind them. We've got public support. He told us to stick with it, and that's what we plan to do. How much pain could there be long-term for the automakers on the EV side of the business if this contract is accepted right now? Dan, um, uh, Dan Ives with Wedbush out with a note today saying that if the Detroit 3 took this current deal, we estimate the average EV vehicle will go up in price by $3,000 to $5,000 to pass these costs onto the consumer and would ultimately be a torpedo to the future business models of the 313 area code. As you take a look at shares of GM, Ford, and Stellantis, we talked about this yesterday. J.D. Power, we checked with them. The inventory levels right now that you're seeing in dealer lots, roughly where it was when the strike began. So that speaks to the automakers not really feeling huge pain at this point. They are concerned about the long-term pain of signing a deal that they believe could really lock them into higher costs. And that gets back to what you guys were talking about earlier with Elon Musk's tweet about a 32-hour work week and a 40% raise driving them in the fast lane to bankruptcy. You know, Phil, <laughs> I, I keep... Danger zone. I keep thinking, <laughs> Phil, that really these, these, the, the, these companies have become whipping, whipping boys, every auto company. And I, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so Jim Farley's at Ford. And he, this whole family's always worked at Ford. They're Ford families. And there were big ads about how they support unions and they hire people. And yet now I'm hearing that people don't get paid a lot, that the president is kind of caught up in whether it's 40 percent that should be given. When do the auto companies strike back and talk about what's really going on in these talks? I think they're trying to, Jim, right now. All of them have made it very clear. They've done a number of interviews. We've talked with a number of the executives and they have laid out just how much their costs will increase if they were to go with a full 40%. I don't think anybody's factoring a 32-hour work week. That, I don't, that's not even a starter in terms of what I understand about negotiations. Having said that, um, the big three do have a problem in terms of putting the, taking the leverage off of the UAW. The UAW feels like they've got momentum on their side. Their membership is, is adamant that they continue pushing the automakers and there is a sense that they will push this much longer. Uh, I don't. I don't get the sense here that okay, the president was here. Let's let's move into a room and let's settle this thing once and for all. That that's not on the table right now. Mm, it could happen relatively soon, maybe with Ford. But but I don't get the sense that it that it's near term. Oh, I totally agree with you, Phil. I see nothing on the horizon right here. Great report. Phil, we'll talk in a bit. Uh, thanks, uh, Phil LeBeau, this morning. You bet. When we come back, uh, the FTC, as you know by now, making its case for its antitrust lawsuit against Amazon. Lena Khan on Squawk this morning. We'll talk about that. We'll get to Costco, Marriott, Target, some calls on Macy's, Oxy, Tesla, XPO when we come right back. 
Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. The Federal Trade Commission once again taking aim at big tech. The agency and 17 state attorneys general are suing Amazon, alleging the company illegally wields monopoly power that inflates prices and stifles innovation for consumers and businesses. In response, Amazon says the FTC's lawsuit would lead to higher prices and slower deliveries for consumers. They also say it would hurt businesses. It's amazing how few people mentioned this to me yesterday as something that sort of rose up to the level that they would care about, which seems somewhat shocking, guys. I guess perhaps because it's been so long in coming. But you think back to other lawsuits, whether it's AT&T and the modified final judgment from Judge Green, obviously, that's a long time ago, even predates my time here. Sure. But uh, Or the fight against Microsoft in the 90s. This one... We'll see. Um, you know, no surprise, having expected it. Jim, you've worked well, your way through some of the, uh, of the complaints. Well, there's so much that's redacted that's crucial that it's hard to read. It's hard. This was Khan's point this morning that, as she believes, as more is unredacted, uh, we'll learn more about well, what their complaint is trying to say. I do need to know that. Uh, Microsoft case started in May of 1998. It was finished in June of 2001, so I think there's... People are worried that there would be a lot of time. It's when the court, appeals court overthrew, you know, overturned judgment. Right, eventually. It didn't matter because right. they'd actually matter. already done the things that they right. were, right. But I, I do think that one of the problems I have is, like, events have overrun her. I mean, there's a great note that's just this morning about Walmart Plus, how they're giving it away. Okay, Walmart, Wedbush puts Walmart adopting, uh, I mean, look at this, adopting hyper-local influence delivery free for Walmart Plus, okay? Now, I read that, and I think, well, does, is she up to date? How about the deal between Shopify and Amazon, where they're talking about how there's so many more opportunities besides Amazon, but we're hooking up with Amazon because we can make it even cheaper. She's been overrun by events since the 2017 article. And yeah. I think that it's actually smacks more of fiction than a fact if she were to so do her homework. the market's correcting... Uh, outside of their complaints, her her complaints are stale. And Le- Lena Khan would uh, would uh, dispute that. Well, notion. I hope so. And she obviously answered the questions about the strength of her case earlier on Squawk Box. Yeah. Take a listen. We're focused on bringing cases that we believe we can win. Uh, we only bring cases when we believe there's a law violation, and if we believe there's a law violation, we're going to fight. Um, of course, things don't always go our way, and, and when we f- suffer setbacks, we look at the decisions closely and figure out you know, steps forward. Um, but we think this is an enormously strong lawsuit uh, on the merits and are looking forward to explaining to a judge how it is that Amazon has violated the U.S. antitrust laws. 
All right, not much there, of course. That was a broad explanation right. for why, you know, that was an answer right. to Joe's Fat, question fatuous, about fatuous. you just go after companies because they're big and successful. Right. Well, I do find that you have to deal with reality. And I know Jonathan Cantor is going to face the same problem with, with Google and advertising. These markets move fast. You know, TikTok was, came up while they were working on, in terms of an advertising vehicle, working on uh, the, the issue with Google and advertising, not the issue with Google and search. Uh, when I read her comments, Khan's comments, I think, does she understand how much, she was saying that, that online Amazon was half. Well, well, they're defining a market that few people define. I can define that market any way I want. Superstore online marketplace. Well, how about defining it the way America defines it? Does that matter? What? Which is what? Just retail? When I, I and Amazon would say we're only short, we're four percent plus. I mean, no, I did. Yesterday, I had Confluent on. Now I know that we could say this is anecdotal. It's completely not. It's totally empirical. Confluent does a lot of the the, the kind of fantastic work, so that if you order a pair of trousers. Uh, they find out where they are, what they are, whether they need, to, there's too many, they're not enough, and they can do it. Walmart has the same technologies, Dix has the same technologies as Amazon. It's about the tech stack. And if the tech stack is equal, not that she would understand that con- concept, then you would know that there is no monopoly. I would challenge Amazon's technology with Walmart's technology any day of the week. And the 17 states is just political follow-through, in your view? Yeah, jeez. I mean, I got to tell you, I'd be careful running against Amazon. Greatest bargain in history. What do they want? What are they, what? They're not what always are they the greatest Walmart? bargain in history. I mean, you keep throwing that out there. <laughs> Can I just They're say not. that the American public is not sitting there thinking, yeah, let's beat Amazon. That's the case. Let's crush Amazon. I can throw things. No. No. I can't throw a baseball. I mean, they want to crush you all, puppies. <laughs> Neither can Stephen A. It's okay. I know. Did you see that? I love Stephen A. You can't get on the mound. What can I tell you? It's a very difficult You've got to know. 60 feet. you got to you bounce it unless you practice. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell this morning. Stay with us. Also, we're celebrating a landmark day for our David Faber here at CNBC. We'll talk about that in a moment. You seek the key. But first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. All right, we got an opening bell uh, about a minute and 10 minutes, uh, 10 seconds away. Let's get in a mad dash quick. Okay, there are some companies where you can judge what a stock should do after earnings by how many price target boosts there are. And sometimes it's contrary to the way the stock acts initially. So so you take Costco. There were six firms that commented on their earnings last night. All six raised numbers. The stock was down 12 in the after hours. When all six raised price targets substantially, then you get an opportunity to buy this company, especially when I have Craig Jelinek in a rare appearance wow. on, oh, boy. On, on Mad tonight. Oh, then why is the stock down at all if it was because a good quarter? They didn't, they didn't give you a special dividend. They didn't raise prices for members. They keep saying that they might do that. Uh, Rich Glant, who's the unbelievably good CF, CFO, always says, hey, listen, it could happen. It's just a matter of when. And also, I think that people don't understand the way gasoline works. So you have a little bit of a delta there that's confusing people. But it, it was just a beautiful quarter. And they have very, you know, very little shrink. And by the way, inflation going down in, in uh, uh, 
rather radical from all of the different skews, so to speak. So, See how that colors the tape of the open here. Uh, let's get the uh, open and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's Matthews Asia celebrating the recent listings of five ETFs, ton of ETFs Jeez, launching so this ETFs. week at the NASDAQ CDW, IT provider to government education and healthcare, 10th listing anniversary. Jim, the other color out of Costco was that Christmas and gaming are looking pretty good, but computers and notebooks, not so much. No, that's true, but they are moving up Christmas. I mean, they're starting Christmas right now. I mean, talk about going early, but that's what the customers want. They, look, the hard goods have not been been that great. Uh, I do think that when you think about what Lisa Sue's saying in AMD and when you talk about what Micron might be saying tonight when they report, you're going to have a brand new PC cycle. And it's certainly worth waiting at this point, given how that new PC cycle is going to be exciting. And what's going to make it exciting is AI. Now, Lisa kind of hinted on that, uh, but I think that we're all going to want to change PCs if we can just talk to our PCs. I would like to talk to my PC. I've got reservations tonight in place. I'd like to tell them exactly what I'm allergic to. I'm allergic to sardines and to anchovies. Is that true? Yes. I get uh, anaphylactic shock instantly. Blood pressure goes to uh, 50 over 80. Mm. All right. We'll stay away from those. Make sure not to eat them. Yeah, well, King Oscar in a can, we better let him out. It does feel as though when it comes to AI, though, at this uh, point, we're oh. sort of at a, we're at a low moment of excitement of, uh, yeah, of investor interest or excitement I, right now. I totally it, agree. But by the way, we're not even in, I, I hate to use the baseball oh, analogy. Are you going to use anyone? Are you really going right, to go there? I'll, I'll, how about Ahead of the playoffs? We are in, we are in the earliest days. Like the earliest it. days. Well, I, look, I think that when you're at... Dreamforce, and Mark Benioff is talking about how uh, major banks are looking at how to do it. I mean, they will figure it out, and that's who I think could save the most because of efficiencies. They just don't need as many people. It's much easier than a lot of companies, I think, can't necessarily figure out who to lay off, so to speak. Well, even Goldman today points out, uh, in terms of monetization signposts, uh, Copilot released in about five weeks. And by the way, Lisa, Lisa Sue did talk about the industry uh, also wrestling with the trajectory here, and they may not be perfect. Take a listen. We're going to make mistakes. I mean, you yeah. know, the, the industry as a whole will not be perfect here, uh, but I think there is you know, clarity around uh, it's important and that we need to do it together and that there needs to be a public-private partnership. Well, meantime, we're, we're dealing with reports that Johnny Ive and Sam Altman are talking about a hardware AI device. Yeah, I, I think that, that Lisa's being a little circumspect versus what could be out there. Uh, I do think that when you speak with HP, you get a much more bullish story. In what way? What do you mean? What, what are you referring to when you say? It's Microsoft AMD partnership, and it really is kind of a right now you right now, a little more informal, does have the possibilities of making it so that the wind towel, so to speak, PC, has got real excitement to it. And it's an AMD CPU chip, not a oh, GPU. Oh, that's what the one where you're talking about talking right. well, to your, I think that, that, that's to your computer and asking, it, wait, no, having it become your, your assistant, essentially, right, in many ways. Right, my co-pilot. Yeah. But what I would point out, and I, I think this, this matters, is that we had this big refresh cycle because of work from home. And the, they were catch-as-catch-can PCs, right? But I do think that you're going to say, wait a second, if I can get a PC that I can talk to, 
that gets to use my own data, then Enrique Lores at HP is going to sell to you. And I think it's going to be an interesting opportunity to buy HP, which is down from 33 to 20, 25. Kind of interesting. Big right. cash flow. Remember Warren Buffett was in there. Then he- Although the near term opportunity is in the data center still, and it's largely oh, no, filled no. by one company. AMD is expecting to, to be able to compete in certain right. areas. Well, and would argue, I think, that the pie is big enough that it's not like a winner-take-all situation. And I proposed that to her, that it seemed like that it's Renee Haas. Uh, well, that's ARM. Right, that it's ARM and, uh, and Jensen. Which, by the way, Jensen, they commemorated. Yes, I know you love that From the story. Denny's booth when he started. Uh, when he started he the company. Grand slam. Obviously, he had a grand slam. That is the best thing right. on Denny's menu. But you, you've got NVIDIA and, and you've got ARM. That's the GPU and CPU. They did not pick AMD. They certainly did not pick Intel. This is where is. Uh, Jensen There's, and his co-founders yeah. came up, cooked up the idea of this revolutionary chip. Yep. It's just incredible. Trillion-dollar company. And... By the way, I, I have to tell you that in terms of cafeteria food, NVIDIA the best I've ever had. Really? NVIDIA tops the list of... Uh, One-star Michelin. No kidding. I, I think. I mean, I would give it a star. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Very well, important. Um, well, nice to see I'm them celebrating to. the Trillion Dollar Club and the Denny's. I can be as dry as you'd like. Would you like me to just talk about the Cloudflare meta collaboration over the Llama 2 available globally? There, I can give you that. You want that? That's, that's great insight. Because uh, I you. have Cloudflare on tonight. You do, in yeah. addition to Costco. Yes, I do. Well done. I'm bringing it. You, are, you bring it every day. Who Jim. do you have? Nobody ever, nobody ever questions what whether you bring you it. What do you have? I got nothing. How's that? Nothing. It's about right. I have Matthew Prince. You got nothing. You got a whole lot of nothing. That's good. You got to know when to fold it. Um... Trying to think. Overall, um, the markets, Jim. I, I want to get you on Let's oil try. while I have you here. Well, I just I'm focused on oil because I really think that the shorts in the tenure, again, the largest short position in the history of the of the the trading report that we get, right? Commitment mm-hmm. of traders, mm-hmm. highest in history, and they would be forced to cover, I think, if crude were to go down. But I have no catalyst other than if the Saudis change their mind and go against their own obviously incredibly successful move to get oil to go higher. But they're so far not worried about United States. They've always been worried about United States starting to pump more. But as David says, there's tremendous conviction among our oil companies so it's collectively. Yeah, I, they, I, well, but you're making a point, as you, as you did earlier, that they're not being rewarded for not, they're not being rewarded for returning capital to shareholders, and they're not going to be rewarded for putting capital into the ground well, they gave for developing huge, new exactly. resource. They gave you huge special dividends last year um, at this time because oil was up. That didn't work. The stocks went down. So then they switched and did giant buybacks. That didn't work. The stocks went down. So now do they switch and go back to the big dividends? Well, it's not like Exxon didn't have a great year last year. Well, I not, mean, not 23, but 22. Yeah, yeah but this uh, when I look at, I mean, Mike, Mike Worth stock. and Chevron, his stock is still below. I thought Mike Worth was excellent, Brian Sullivan. Uh, we do have a, also, by the way, uh, upgrade of Oxy today. Yeah, that's uh, our B of A top pick. They're talking about not just capital efficiency, but the backlog, and then the Berkshire put in their in their words. Yeah, look, I, Oxy's been. Uh, a, a fan favorite ever since Buffett got in, and they are very levered. And they bought a lot in the Permian, David. Some people say at the top, but it turned out not to be at the top. Mm-hmm. And they did buy the Anadarko. I remember when Chevron walked away from that. Yes, I do, of course. 
of course. Of course. And Oxy faced a very difficult time there for a, for a for a period. However, they came through it. You followed Unexpectedly. up. You followed up. You didn't just nod your head. No. I, I feel much better. You're, you're happy that I actually should. Yeah. yeah. Well, I but do remember that well. We do have to, look, if you're a bull, you need some break in inflation somewhere in the chain. And you didn't get it with durable goods. And Case Shiller yesterday was July housing. You didn't get it with that. You're not getting it with autos. They're not coming down yet because they, they right. I, I, I don't know where the break comes. Now, Costco is the only situation where I heard that there's deflation. Um, situation. Yeah, one to two percent is their view for that Q4. Was uh, they said it trended down uh, throughout the quarter. Uh, negative year on year in non-food, which was encouraging. I thought that yes, I, I thought that the Costco was perhaps when I read it. I was gleeful because I said, okay, well, here, here's an operator. That, look, at it's now on. Well, you made the point. You said all the reasons why the stock perhaps was opening down, but it quickly turned around and well, all those price target increases well, you know, from the analysts. It, it's called, I've been working on the theme about why it was down. And I've come up with this term. Idiots. They're idiots. Tale told by idiots, as a matter of fact. In the sound and a fury, which signifies what? Absolutely nothing. Uh, all right. Let's talk about Target, though, because we haven't actually gotten to a bit of that news with nine stores, uh, you know, uh, many in the West Coast. Um, the one in citing, Harlem? Jeez, I went to that Citing over. theft. Yeah, one, up, one in New York City, up in Harlem. Um, citing, um, well, there it is, violence and theft. Do you believe I believe that? the retail crime rings are real. Uh, there's a lot of uh, Home Depot in-house product on, on Amazon I checked today. Uh, but Home Depot doesn't sell online. That's organized crime rates. Right. Now, uh, when you talk with any of the big companies, with the exception of, of Costco, uh, they're kind of, they keep relying, they want to rely on the feds. They don't want to be the ones who are uh, doing this. But I would tell you that if you close more stores, you would get a lot of mayors to go a little right. Like when I met with uh, Mayor of San Francisco, she's... Very, very London Bridge, yeah. pulling out. Um, that said, Target seems to have borne the brunt to a certain extent. I mean, we talked a lot about shrink, of yeah. which theft is the largest single component by far, at least in this current period. And we've talked about Target the most because they've given us the highest numbers, numbers that really turn your head. 120% increase in theft incidents involving violence or threats of violence. And I know there were many different cross currents about why they closed these stores, but I continue to believe that they are worried about the safety of the people who are at the register. Uh, If you remember in April of last year, uh, someone at the register at Home Depot was killed because they tried to stop theft. And that's what Brian Cornell's worried about. Brian Cornell, in many ways, is not about EPS. He's trying to protect the workers. You can't protect them in those stores. Walmart's got a police precinct in one of their stores. Well, that ought to do it, right? You would think. You'd think. You'd think. Um, meanwhile, the stock is down 26% over the last 12 months. But you could, and that's why Costco, when, when they were asked the about three. it, was like, oh, okay, things, perhaps, that's a little down year over year. Costco. And the theft, by the way, is at the uh, self-check, which is a little more like, you know, people just kind of just leaving. Yeah. yeah. Do you self-check? I do at the Whole Foods around the corner here. I do, too. Yeah. That's interesting you said that. That's a very good self-check there. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's fine. It works out. Works well. Yeah. That, is yeah. a, that is a fresh three-year low, though, on Target. No, and uh, Target is, Burl, is challenged. Burl's another one-year low. Gordon Haskett today cuts to hold 137. Oh, have they not been to the one at Coney Island? They're crushing it. 
Um, okay, so Burlington, uh, to me, is exactly what you shouldn't downgrade when it's down 35% and they've got uh, terrific items. But it's TJX that has now pulled back from 93 to 88 that I think is really sensational. I really, really like that one. The one that, David, a lot of people are talking about is, is he, Tom Kingsbury going to turn around Coles? Great operator. I don't have an answer for you on that, as I'm sure you knew I wouldn't. Yes or no, we'll do. Oh, will it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I can hold you to something. Tom Kingsbury going to turn around Coles was the question. He's a great operator. Oh, he is. He's a great operator. Okay. Then I'll go with yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Levi's getting a little bounce, Jim, as, um, as TD Cowan initiates outperform 16. Worldwide pants. Yeah. They do talk about a, a early innings of a favorable denim cycle. The denim cycle. Yep. Oh, my God. The denim cycle. And the 98 denim cycle. I took that denim cycle to the moon <laughs> with true uh, religion. Remember that? I remember Jordash. Ah, uh, the Jordash look. I don't look. know if their yes. inventory was... Remember the inventory keeping of Jordash? Yes, actually. Jordash did run into some Well, Levi's is down a great deal. Uh, Chip is retiring. We got Michelle Goss coming in there, and I do think that it's got a good yield. But my problem with this is that I don't want to be levered to pants unless it's uh, Lululemon. Because Lululemon, you could, they can buy Mirror for a fortune, write it off in a couple of years, and, it's not, and the stock doesn't even blink. Uh, great piece earlier in the week about how it's managed to be cool to both parents and their teenage kids. It is. Not, it's not easy to do. Stores are packed. Uh, they've got great-looking stuff. I think even you, David, have probably shopped Lulu. I have, actually. Nice. Yeah, I have. I've been in there, bought a th- few things right for... Uh, for um, it's like the playoffs. Like the Phillies. Look really good coming in the playoffs hot. Family, too. Yeah. Are they? The Phillies are coming in hot? They clinched last night. you got to play Braves, but Braves are shorthanded pitching-wise. Not paying attention to baseball quite a while ago. Yeah. I- yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm curious to know your thoughts about this uh, master basic agreement out of the writers where we got some language on AI, at least. We did. That they, that they say is favorable, of course. Uh, it's figuring so prominently into what it's going to be in terms of their future earnings. Okay. And they want to know that they actually have control over the product they create over time and that they won't be uh, replaced, so right. to speak. Right. The actors may have a bit more to worry about in that regard, and it's certainly going to be an important component of the negotiations they have in terms of using likeness and, and the like and what you have licensed or not. By the way, we should be thinking about these things, too, frankly. Nothing says that 20 years hence, somebody couldn't recreate this very trio. We look the same, too, which would be great. Well, nearly as entertaining, of course. No, and Chad is a yes man. You can get Chad to say what you wanted to. Yeah, but 20 years from now, Chad's going to be doing a lot more. It'll be much better. A year from now, two years from now, it's going to keep yeah, people keep grading chat. I saw a school, uh, there's a professor who graded chat. Chat finishes like at 75. Michael Sambos is grading chat. I mean, look, chat's obviously not working hard yet. No, we're on four. Um, you know, they're working on seven. I mean, it's right. going to be, and, and by the way, it's, that's, that's, just, that's GPT, and then you've got, see, Bard and, the, and other efforts that are underway. Um, it's going to become such a more powerful tool. We know that generative AI. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, we could. We will. I, we could. It could be five years no, that no, we're I'm fully recreated. When I was out there, a full course. image of you. It's going to make us better. All it's going to do is make us better. You're you're in that camp. Yeah, the better camp. I am in the better camp. Um, why, why shouldn't I be? The co-pilot makes you better. Copilot makes you so much more productive, David. All right, it I like. No, listen. I think that's great. I think we will be incredibly productive, and then we will be. Replaced. Correct. 
Well, I was with someone from the radio industry, my love, old friend, this weekend. It didn't even take ChatGPT to wipe that industry. Artificial general intelligence. Let me know when we get there. You know who uh, just joined us on set, Jim? Sarah Eisen. Yeah. Sarah. Nice. Holy cow. Well, I heard we had some breaking news that I had. Oh, it's good to see you. Yeah, right. Well, as we mentioned, it is a special day around here. Actually, for our own friend, David Faber. Uh, Today marks 30 years since David started his remarkable career here at CNBC. And now normally we would do some sort of like look back. We would have a lot of people just going on and say, well, I really like David. And David's terrific. Or people talking about David's hair, which is something that everybody is jealous about. But we've done that already so many times it's painful. So this time we decided to reach out to someone, I don't know, might be the most biz- influential business person uh, in the planet, the firmament, the galaxy. For thoughts on David's illustrious career, take a look. Wow. I don't care. See, so you just don't care. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's one way to look at it. I don't really care, good. just like Asian, especially like Sam Gerard. You that didn't care. Was you didn't great. kill your wife, did you? Uh, all right, but we do want to classic. do something. We want to bring on someone who actually does care a great deal, and maybe the most important chief executive in your life. Okay? Can we bring her on? Yeah, where? Oh my God, my mother. <laughs> oh my God. I knew it. I said it earlier. I'm like, don't bring oh my mother my here. Oh my God. But you give her a hug. Hi, Mom. How are you doing? I, I finally made it to she the made promised it. land. She made it. After 30 years. Wow. You five, look fabulous. Yeah, five years Bill. ago we had. You look fabulous. She loves, mm. by the way, I think she loves Jim more than me. <laughs> well, I mean, um, you know, yeah, whatever. You, you could be ashamed of how, how long are we going now? Because five <laughs> years ago... I, I busted every commercial. Five years ago, we kept going, and I ran out of things to say. But to your ma? You look well, ma. No, just kidding. So I just did. saw her the other she day, so... Well, we could have given... You know, 30th anniversary is pearls. I like... She got pearls. 30th anniversary, you were going to give David pearls. That's what you're supposed to give I was going to go to Barth next door, but they were too expensive, so I bagged it. Do you remember when David said, I've got this new gig at this place called CNBC? Yes. And do you, did you think it would last? Uh, I didn't even know what CNBC was, you know. And uh, at first he was doing news. He didn't start off. And I was once in a uh, way in, in, the, in a foreign country, and I somehow the news came on, and David was there, very stiff to reporting. And I realized how the far advanced things were that, uh, uh, you know, CNBC was in. You know. We were global. Yes. Already. Yeah. Yes. Already. But I know you watch. I watch every day. She watches this show, right? Yes. Oh, I know. She watches this. I and do. again, I watch. We're very proud and of that. She loves you. Well, I, but you know that. I love she her. tells you so that directly. Like, I love her. She knows that. Um, I wanted my dad to go out with you, but he was, it was late in the game for him. <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> She's still in the market, so, you know. Sandy, right, Bob? Yeah. Whatever it you takes. Look good. And, and you look good. Thank you, for Sarah. Having been oh, and Thank you, you look good for being um, okay. Well, well, I've been you know, 10, 10 years of the third. It, it is an amazing thing to think about your life's work, uh, which this obviously is for me. Yeah. And has been uh, for these 30 years. And working with people I love every day who work so hard and have such great respect for. Uh, and well beyond that, obviously, all. I'm looking at Todd Bonin, our wonderful executive producer. And my God, so many of the people that I've been privileged to work with for so many years 
and people who, who are, you know, I'm no longer working with, but who, was, who I remember so well and have gone on to other great careers. I started, by the way, my first appearance, I think, was with Bill Griffith and Neil Cavuto. On the market, it was called the, uh, the Money Wheel. The Money Wheel. The Money Wheel. The Money Wheel. Then there was Bull Session. Oh, my God. There are a lot of sessions. Right. Strategy Bull sessions. Session and Strategy Jeff Session. Sessions. A lot of failed shows. Oh, There's yeah. no doubt about that. Nice. And yet a lot of great historic scoops. Yes. I remember really being on set with you when uh, News Corp, I think. Yep. Yeah. Broke down Jones. I remember WorldCom. Broke the fraud at WorldCom. That one people remember. It was like 6 o'clock at night. It's incredible. And then it's been, it's been very gratifying. Obviously, the documentaries through the years and our incredible team Which there. Which is your favorite? Probably the um, the one on the financial crisis on the oh, when the, crisis, that school cards. district in uh, Norvis that was just a great it's fantastic. We I've watched been, his stuff. Listen, over I have been so again. lucky and so privileged to work with such great people, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, for so long that I'm going to keep doing it for a while longer. Another thirty years. I don't know if it'll be that long. But it'll I won't be will. watching. <laughs> <laughs> don't you never know. By the way, you never know. You should be really proud. He's um, real good. Thanks, Jim. And this year's been a great year, too. Obviously, Elon doesn't care, but it was great to sit down with him anyway. <laughs> biggest scoop. Biggest scoop. You know, the, the, obviously the Iger interviews this year, so it's been, and the PGA Live, so it's been, an, it's always interesting, you know, guys, I mean, you know that. From the early days, when you and I first started together, when you were a hedge fund manager, when we watched the internet being created, right. essentially, in the tech bubble, right. through the global financial crisis that we dealt with, that was really the most overwhelming time oh, I can remember as a journalist. When you were here. To but, now the advent of AI, which we talk about But I'd like to know what your mother, what Bell thinks is probably the greatest moment. The greatest moment? What is the most thing that, other than she Jeopardy? Other I, than I, I was Jeopardy. fascinated with the Elon Musk interview. Wasn't I thought that, that was a singular moment. Wasn't I thought I couldn't take interview? my eyes off the screen. But yeah. they've been all, you know, anything he does, of course, I love. Did you like, did you, you know, do you know that David was the first person to reveal that Amazon violates the 13th Amendment? Remember when you did that piece and they were slaves? Oh, gosh. You mean the documentary, yeah, that, that your dad liked. Yeah. My dad watched it over yeah. and over. He said, look, I love Amazon, but look that at David's piece. Listen, I think about that those documentaries and never having sat down with Bezos, as a, and that one was not what, you know, it was great, but not what I... You always I, want I, more. That's why I'm still doing this. You always want to get better. That's what I love about you. Every, you after better. every big interview, it's always, ah, I could have, I could have asked that. Or I know, like the Exxon was so great. You're very Celebrate. self. You're, you're very. You're the least uh, self-aggrandizing, most self-denigrating person that I've ever worked with. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. So humble. Um, it's a pleasure. It really is. My it's a pleasure. I'm so you lucky. Set. You are the best. Did you take the You're subway the best down? Or, uh, no, I got picked up in a car. Wow. That was quite something. I didn't walk. No. You didn't? No. I My mom walk walked home. seven miles a day. That's, that'll really? keep you young. That's why you're fit. And you had a great career. You've done a lot of great things in your life that we didn't yeah. talk about. <laughs> in the past. Well, I mean, does oh, everything's in the past. It's still, still a lot ahead. Yeah, let's I not think make there this, is a lot ahead. Let's not make this morose. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Mordant. We're not. I get to watch him every Lugubrious, day. Saturnine. Do, do you still call in with tips? Uh, you, you know, you, your hair out of, was out of place. You got some schmutz? No, nothing no, like no, that. no. The only no. thing she says is to tell Jim that she loves him. That's it. That's well, basically I what I get. You. And I love you for years well, and years. I love you, too. I'm, Surrogate mod I'm very for flattered by that. Way too long. <laughs> you should. Because I mean it. My pleasure. 
David, congrats. Thanks, congrats. guys. So Thank proud you, of you so much. And thanks congrats to both. really all of my amazing colleagues, especially out there. And all my incredible pro producers through the yep. years. Thank you all. We're glad to know there's more to come. Keep David Faber, guys. 30 years. We're back in a moment. Jim, what's tonight? What a crummy market. Cloudflare just announced big deals with Meta and NVIDIA, and it's barely doing anything at all. And I've got Costco finally at reverse. It's now up 20 from when we first talked about it. Jim, we'll see you. Yeah, absolutely. Six. And congratulations, David, for real. Thanks, buddy. Big deal. All right. Uh, we will be back in a moment. As Jim said, pretty sticky tape here. Dow's up 20. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. 